G'day and welcome Aussie Gridiron fans to G'day Gridiron. Uh, myself, Ian Tomlinson, back again uh, to do a little bit of an analysis and some uh, recap on all of the 2022 week one season uh, with my good friend here, Manjot Melly at Pastry Press NFL. Um, we, it's been a big week. It's been a very big week in NFL, a big opening week, some crazy, crazy stuff going on. Uh, we've had all kinds of all kinds of things in the early window, tied games, we've got games into OT, we've got injuries galore, uh, we've got upsets, we've got monsoons. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's the team's playing in a monsoon, it would seem. So let's uh, get into the... Let's get into the the, what, the first stuff we need to get out of the way, I guess. Socials, you can find us everywhere at G'day Gridirons, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we've sort of I've decided to back off the YouTube thing at the moment, uh, for the moment, because I've, um, I've got incredibly high standards when it comes to life. Um, and sometimes I don't meet them, and then I just don't do them. So <laughs> we're going to be... <laughs> Audio only podcast for now, which you'll be able to find at Spotify, Apple, and all of the good podcast platforms. Uh, just have a search for G'day Gridiron, and you should be able to find it there. Um, I had a thought that I'll probably do a bit of a SoundCloud shortly too for those people that don't like to or like to digest podcasts there or download this stuff. So you'll be able to do that shortly. Uh, and also, you can catch Manja all over the web for all kinds of tasty. NFL stuff during the week hey. at Pastry Press NFL, and of course his other show, Aussie NFL Fantasy, which comes out once a week. Andrew, I can't even remember the schedule. Yeah, we've got <laughs> it, it comes out. I think there's two or three parts. Two or three. Week. I don't know. Maddie, Maddie is the uh, is the the big controller over there. Yeah. Uh, I know that you boys just record for uh, an incredibly long amount of time, and he just breaks it up however he deems fit. So. News. We've got heaps of news, as I said, heaps of news in the NFL this this week. Um, let's get to a couple of signings straight up. Uh, before kickoff on on the weekend, Lamar Jackson reportedly turned down an offer from the Ravens, reported to be worth $250 million over six years, uh, said ESPN's Adam Schefter. Um, yeah, so a six-year deal. Apparently had a guarantee of more than Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray's recent deals, but sources said that Jackson wants a more guaranteed contract similar to that of Deshaun Watson, and he believes he can get it, and he's obviously willing to back himself to get it. Um, yes. If he's if what went on on the weekend is anything to go by, Lamar, I'm very happy that he's making this decision. He deserves his money. Chase that bag, King. That's all I'm going to say. I'm Absolutely. a big Lamar, Absolutely. big Lamar fan here, and I believe. If you've seen some of the film from this week against the Jets, he was lighting it up. Oh, yeah. He deserves yeah. Yeah. way more than than Deshaun got, I reckon. I think he definitely went out with a point to prove and said, this is this is what I can do. And I think we're going to see that all year. So yeah. Yeah, the other signing news, uh, Quilton, Quil, uh, try again. Quinton Nelson, sorry, mate, <laughs> signs a four-year $80 million deal. So that's our, our two signings for this week. Another well worth it. Go get that bag. Go get that money. All of you, yeah. every player. Uh, injuries. Jesus Christ, there are some injuries for week one. It's just insane. It's like nobody trained properly during the off-season, uh, yeah. so everyone's injured all of a sudden. All right, so let's see if we can run through. We've got a few season-done injuries. <laughs> done for the year. See you later. Goodbye. Sitting on a bench. Uh, Ravens lost Kyle Fuller to with an ACL tear uh, and Jawan James with an Achilles the torn Achilles, so they're both out for the season for the Ravens. Uh, and the Eagles lose Derek Barnett with an ACL tear as well. So ACL, so common in this sort of sport. Feel too. bad for the Ravens, by the way. They had a terrible run of injuries last year. Yeah. Already starting the season with a terrible run of injuries. Yeah, Lamar better be carrying that team. A um, bit more lengthy injuries. Obviously, a pretty high-profile one in Steelers' TJ Watt um, with his torn pec. He's out for at least six weeks. They think six weeks, maybe eight weeks. Um, he is a what, though? His brother came back in four weeks from a similar injury. Um, apparently, they're just made of steel. They're just completely different, those two. It uh, looks way worse than six <laughs> weeks when watching it live. 
Yeah, I know, but it's, it is. He is a what, and uh, his yes. brothers. I'm pretty sure if you go back and find some video, of his brothers, he did exactly the same thing, and it was a similar yeah. scenario where he was just walking off, going, "Yeah, I just did this," you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, crazy. Your 49ers lose Elijah Mitchell to a sprain MCL, so six to eight weeks there. Yeah, that's uh, a huge loss. Huge loss. Another huge loss, which is for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott has needs surgery on his right thumb. He's going to be reportedly out for six to eight weeks. And the Cowboys essentially have no QB because they're, they're backups. I don't know why the Cowboys insist on not investing in backup QBs or, yeah. or decent ones. They always wait till something happens and then just go from there. Um, mm. They're a crazy team. They also lose John Curse to a sprained MCL for two to four weeks. Connor McGovern also out couple of weeks with a high ankle sprain yeah but, piling it up there as well yeah piled on the cowboys i mean it, it, it's yeah it really showed in the game as well losing some quality players to um to some big injuries uh bucks chris godwin injures hamstring he's still tbd for that um uh, donovan smith hyperextended his elbow um apparently pain tolerance will be determining factor on how many games he misses according to todd biles um, yeah and the Seahawks lose Jamal Adams after being cut off the field with a quad injury. Uh, it's been reported today, later, earlier today, that he requires surgery and uh, leaves the length of his injury as TBD. It's a big loss for the Seahawks yeah. because he was having a monster game against the Broncos. Uh, much shorter injuries. So guys should be back week two or week three. Bengals, T. Higgins suffered a concussion. In their game, uh, looking good apparently. May have a role in week two against the Cowboys. Steelers' Najee Harris suffered a foot injury. Um, he told Adam Sheen of SiriusXM's Mad Dog Sports Radio uh, just yesterday, American time, he plans to be ready to face New England in the Steelers' home opener on Sunday. Coach Tomlin, however, indicated that the LB is definitely day-to-day and they're going to see how he practices during the week, which is a much more sensible uh, yeah. way to way to deal with that. Um, obviously, Najee Harris just wanted to, wanted to get in there on that Steelers' first home game, I'd say. Uh, Patriots, Mac Jones played the entire game that came out of, out of that loss to the Dolphins with some back spasms. Apparently feeling better, though. Um, they're getting better during the week. I'd say they're going to be a bit cautious with him, but uh, there's there's probably a lot going on, remedial stuff going on with him. Chiefs lose Harrison Butker, who was dealing with an ankle injury. That was during the game, wasn't it? Man, it was before the game. It was during the game. He rolled an ankle yeah. while doing a kickoff. So they had to put in Justin Reed yeah. to safety for a bit. Who, who hit uh, some wild kickoffs between the yeah. posts all the way over the end zone. And those balls were still going. If the if the safety net wasn't there, I reckon he would have hit like second tier at least in that stadium. <laughs> he's a he's a very good kicker and he's a safety. I, I don't understand. It's insanity. <laughs> yeah. um, there is actually a video I uh, I saw today, a short video getting around um on the NFL socials of uh of what went on there and a bit of mic'd up action um between him and some of the other Chiefs players, um including Mahomes when they saw him kick that and went, Jesus <laughs> I saw Mahomes just saying he just kicked that through the uprights. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so apparently Harrison Butker, uh, he didn't, did not practice on Tuesday. Um, Andy Reid described his status as day-to-day. The Chiefs have signed uh, Matt Omendola to um, to the practice squad, so apparently they'll put him in if uh, if he's not ready by game time. Um, yeah. And the Chargers, Keenan Allen injured his hamstring. He's an outside chance of playing this week So on TNF. But obviously, with a short week, that's uh, that makes it a bit harder for the for Keenan Allen charges. So yeah. that's a shit ton of news to start with. A shit ton of injuries. I just don't get. Can we just have news, signing news, and fun stuff? Can we just yeah. do away with the injuries, please? Yep. Crazy. No injuries, please. No more injuries. Yeah. So we're gonna try and um, whip through a bit of recap action and try not to bore the ever living shit out of you and just have myself talk forever so <laughs> i'm gonna whip through uh, a few games at a time mention the scores uh manjot uh mainly and a bit of myself gonna provide a few takeaways here and there from those games things we sort of enjoyed watching 
um, things we sort of enjoyed about the games, things we didn't like about the games too. There's got to be a lot of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I could have a, have a bit of a rant in general about what happened in a few of the games. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how we go. So let's kick it off with the first uh, first five that were on the 3 a.m. schedule. Uh, Steelers 23 defeated the Bengals 20, which was, I think, technically an upset. But, like, if you listen to our previous show, I talked up the Steelers heavily. I love a bit of Trubisky. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of a shock, but I think that the Bengals O-line there was the, the biggest factor. Colts yeah. 20. Texans 20, our first draw. I know the Americans hate it. <laughs> I don't know why they hate it, especially when they're 20 all draws, because that means there's a shit ton of actions going on. <laughs> yeah. The Patriots go down to the Dolphins uh, 20 to 7. Uh, Eagles beat the Lions in an absolute thriller, 38 35. And the Bears beat the 40, the hapless Bears beat the 49ers 19 yeah. 10 in an absolute fucking monsoon. Yeah, <laughs> in That's Chicago, nice it. Um, <clears throat> where uh, the the Bears special team was seen doing um, duck slides in the water, which is amazing <laughs> footage. I love it. I love that all of yeah. them did that run to the end zone and just do some duck slides. It was it's crazy. The amount of water on that field was insane. They said two inches of rain. <clears throat> wow, it looks like a. Swimming pool out there. Wow. Thoughts yeah. on any of those, Major? What have you got for thoughts? Yeah, I'll start with the Niners first. Of course, my team, I do watch the full <laughs> game. It was it was terrible. I wouldn't blame Trey Lance on that one. It's more the defense being really shitty with all their penalties. And also, just that rain and losing Elijah Mitchell and not having George Kittle, who are two of our wet weather specialists, really hurt us. But we should have probably beaten the Bears. We're a much better team than that. Hopefully, we bounce back in week two. The Steelers and the Bengals. Where can I start? That was the craziest game of the day. Yep. Evan McPherson, he misses the extra point. It gets blocked by Minka Fitzpatrick, who I'll mention later, but he had an amazing game. Mitchell Trubisky, first win with the Steelers. Absolute craziness. Joe Burrow, five turnovers. Absolute stinker oh, of a day. That's I, I think that's the biggest thing about that that game for me. Um, yeah. That's that's the re- the O line was just the O line was ridiculous. They there was uh, they just left him open all the time. Yeah, and TJ yeah. Watt was playing pretty well. Oh yeah, as well yeah. until he tore his pack, which was a very sad injury on the final drive of regulation, and then Jamar Chase absolutely catches this ball in the. On the sideline, it was just absolutely incredible. Yeah, I just couldn't believe what was going on, and yeah, it was trending towards a tie, like the Colts versus Texans. But then Chris Boswell finally put us out of our misery. <laughs> he missed it. He missed a kick. Evan McPherson also missed a field goal, as well as the game-winning extra point. So there's three missed game winners there. Colts versus Texans. That one was crazy as well. Texans went out to a quick lead. The Colts' fourth-quarter comeback through Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor. Absolutely incredible. Overtime was complete shit-fest. Both teams <laughs> could not get the ball past yeah. midfield. Yeah. And then once they did, Rodrigo Blankenship with the game on the line, he missed the game-winning field goal, and he got cut today, which was very yes. unfortunate. One of my favorite kickers. Harsh. Yeah. Very, I find that very harsh, considering yeah. what the game was. That's It's super harsh. I saw that today, but... No, very sad. The Colts have obviously got some high expectations at the moment, I think. Yeah. It's, it's just, but I mean, he, just he, lost... he, he made two from three. Blankenship made two from three. Uh, and he's with a 45-yard long, you know. That's, I don't think he was doing that bad. Yeah, he was. it was just a terrible decision, in my opinion, to cut him. I just feel like it's just an overreaction from the Colts. But I hope my boy, Rodrigo Blankenship, I've been really high on him. Before I hope he bounces back and finds a new team. It's, it's yeah, for me that's it's just silly. Like, why are you blaming the kicker for losing? That's essentially what they're saying is they're blaming they're blaming the kicker for losing that game when the Colts and and Matt Ryan should have destroyed the Texans, but Easy. they didn't. But they didn't. They they still let Davis Mills do twenty three from thirty seven and two hundred forty yards, two touchdowns. Like, what do you? I don't understand. They couldn't stop yeah. Rex Burkhead for some reason. 
um, just it was it's, it's I don't know it's mind boggling to me that you blame the kicker for losing that. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, uh, they did everything to try and win. I I, I can't put that there too. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty-two yeah. from fifty from like Ryan threw fifty times. Fifty. Yeah. Fifty. That's crazy. Three hundred fifty. Completed sixty-four percent. JT with 161 yards rushing in a TD and, and Michael yeah. Pittman Jr. with 120 yards receiving from nine receptions and one TD. Like, it's nuts. So they did everything to try and win. What? I don't understand why the kicker is the, the problem there, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, quickly on the Dolphins, Patriots. Oh, yeah, Dolphins yeah. absolutely handed it to them. Yep. Who are absolutely great performance. I I do have to say he, ha- he had a good performance. I'm not too ahead at all. I'm a really big believer. He definitely put a lot of those Patriots tour haters to sleep. And just on the Patriots, very disappointed in their offensive game planning. Why the hell do you have Matt Patricia as your offensive coordinator? I think all that shitstorm during during the offseason about who who is supposed to be the offensive coordinator, who's calling plays, who's doing what, yeah. all that fucking about by Bill Belichick. Um, yeah. And I don't know what is going on in his brain, and I don't think anybody ever does. But I think that's this is a reflection of that, I think. Yeah. And one thing I must point out is they benched their number one wide receiver from last year, Kendrick Bourne. He did not see the field that much. He's apparently Matt Patricia's doghouse, which is a very bad place to be in. And this is a Matt Patricia whose game planning in Super Bowl 52 pretty much cost the Patriots that game. He benched Malcolm Butler in that one. The Eagles just completely ran over him. Same Matt Patricia who failed in Detroit, absolutely blew up a team that was building very well under Jim Caldwell. So, yeah, I just don't understand the decision-making here by Bill Belichick to hand his offense to Matt Patricia, who's a defensive-minded head coach, defensive-minded coach, who should be more on the defensive side of the ball. But for some reason, he's the offensive coordinator. I love how much that everyone uh, the the talk before that game was with, with the Dolphins was all uh, Tour and Tyreek, but I actually love how much the the ball got shared around the rest of the receiving core of the Dolphins. Um, yeah. Jalen Waddle obviously getting the, the the TD in there. Uh, he got sixty nine yards. Chase Edmonds with forty. Um, Cedric Wilson with twenty. Goes down a little bit from there. Uh, Tyreek ninety four yards. You know, like it's. I think that's a, a really good share considering what's going on and, and they're showing that they're using um, they're using all of their offensive uh, side of the ball in, in a very different way um, yeah which is uh, not not incredibly um, surprising either though yeah but, any other games I missed in that fast five because I'm pretty sure there was one more uh, Eagles lines Eagles yeah, that, that was a weird one as well because 38 weird. to 35 it was weird. the highest scoring game of the weekend. Yeah. Weird, but I it's, it's um it was a very weird game. It was it was quite an interesting game to watch. Um, it was so yeah. I I don't know what to say about it to be honest. I'm disappointed the Lions didn't win. I think they should have won. The way yeah. that they were playing, I think the Lions should have won. Um, DeAndre if, Swift did uh, DeAndre Swift with 144 yards rushing. It I don't was think amazing. It was, yeah, he was amazing. Um, we'll mention him later. Yeah, I'm on Ross and Brown too. I was watching the way he was, um, the way he was when he got his receptions and the way he was he was running too. It was just ridiculous. Um, AJ Brown, another good game for the Eagles. His first game as an Eagle, absolutely lit it up. Oh, that Lions performance reminded me of Week One last year. Lions as 49ers, where they just came back against the Niners last year. They came back here 14 fourth quarter points. Just wasn't enough. They were just sleeping too long in the first three quarters. I mean, they got a touchdown every quarter and then two in the fourth. So that's a pretty good performance for the Lions. I'm very impressed by Jared Goff this week. I know he had the one pick, but 215 yards and two touchdowns, pretty solid. You can tell that um, you can tell that AJ Brown is what the the Eagles team was missing. Yeah, um, you know that you can tell with with the, the amount of the amount of work he did in that game and how explosive he was. Um, yeah, and and the way him and him and Hertz actually lit it up together. Um, and Hertz had ninety yards on the ground. That's incredible. Yes, I know. Yeah, ninety yards and a touchdown and seventeen carries. It, it, it's um, 
you're already going out there. They were already going out at times, lining up with both Sanders and Gainwell on the field together. And you're essentially playing a three RB set when you've got Jalen Hurts there as well. So, yeah. So you're essentially. It's. I don't know how teams defend against that. Like, which which RV are we gonna? Which one are we blocking? Because you can only block one or two of them. So there's always going to be somebody open. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I do like it. it. It's it's hard when you're going up against the, especially a running quarterback like that. All right. And X five. Uh, Ravens, as we talked about, Lamar Jackson absolutely lit up the Jets, twenty four to nine. Um, Washington Commanders. Uh, old um, old no ankle Wentz comes out with a win against the Jaguars, twenty eight to twenty two. The Browns beat the Panthers uh, at the buzzer, basically in, in another thrilling game, twenty six to twenty four. Uh, who who even knew Jacoby Brissett was going to do that much? But I think he was um, he did a pretty good job. Uh, another thriller again, Saints Falcons that went way down to the wire. Saints getting the win, twenty seven to twenty six. And another villa that went right down the wire. Giants Titans twenty one to twenty. The Giants getting the win there in a in a really good win, a really strong win for the Giants. And I think most of that win for the Giants can be accredited to the fact that the Titans decided to not turn up to the game. Yeah. So just going to start on the three AM games. Panthers versus Browns, very interesting game. Baker's first one against the Browns. Yep. A lot talked up about that. But the Browns really came out to play. Kareem Hunt, he was incredible. Two touchdowns. I think one receiving, one rushing. He was just incredible on the ground. Nick Chubb still had 141 yards despite the no touchdowns. So their running back duo was running it all over the field. Jacoby Brissett, he had 147 yards in a touchdown. So he was really helped out by his running backs there. The running backs really took command of the offense and they just <laughs> carried them to win. And how about the rookie, Cade York? He oh. showed up all the veterans. We're talking about veterans missing left and right game winners. This rookie comes in, he kicks the ball. It starts on the right, outright. It swings back in. Absolutely incredible. That's the way to finish a game. Absolutely. He showed all the veterans how it's done. Absolutely. I, I just, um, it just, I think Jacoby Brissett um, was the the perfect Browns QB for this for this game, um, yeah. and he had some really good throws, some really solid throws, some good decision making, um, and. I mean, I don't know what else to say about that. Donovan Peoples-Jones was ridiculous and if, with some of the carries I watched from him. Um, Panthers-wise, I'm surprised they their their low use of Christian McCaffrey. I don't, yeah. I don't understand that. Um, I can get it earlier in the game, maybe, if you're trying to game manage him a little bit. Um, but as that game got tighter, and I don't understand why you don't use your most explosive um, playmaker, I just don't understand why you don't just start handing him the ball. Um, yeah, 14 touches for 57 yards yeah. and a touchdown. So, yeah, it's not really that much. But 20... he's still got the TD. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. And then and, and Robbie Anderson with the other one, obviously, 100 yards, as you said. So, yeah, uh, Baker for rushing touchdown as well. I'm, so... I'm su- the other thing I was surprised on is the, um, the, 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 the D's inability. I thought they'd get to. To Brissett, but obviously the Browns Browns offensive line is um is held they held really strong. Obviously they they've gone out there saying we are definitely um holding up for Jacoby and trying to really keep him out of harm's way. So uh what do you got next? Yeah, I need a one sack. Yeah. Yeah, That's so crazy. surprised. So surprised. What do you got? Yeah, the next one I'm going with Falcon Saints, another thriller. Absolutely enjoyed this one. The Falcons blowing yet another fourth quarter lead. Ooh. Just same old Falcons. <laughs> Gosh, I feel for their fans, especially that at Atlanta Falcons Australia dude in our Instagram group chat. I feel for him having to get off at 3 a.m. and then watching this every week. It's just seems to be something in the water. I just don't understand that. That yeah. doesn't matter who Cold. you've got, who you've got there, who's coaching. It just seems to be the same old thing. <laughs> For, for the Falcons, Cordero Patterson and Marcus oh. Mariota each had a touchdown on the ground. Both of them had pretty good rushing days. Cordero got 120 yards along with that touchdown. 
72 yards for Marcus Mariota with his touchdown. But for the Saints, you got to tip your cap to Jameis Winston. Two touchdowns, 269 yards passing. Just absolutely love seeing Jameis come back to this game. And I'm just really excited to see him. Both his passing touchdowns went to another comeback player, and that is Michael Thomas. He had five catches, 57 yards, and those two touchdowns. Taysom Hill, he had four carries, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Very interesting to see that quarterback usage there from the Saints. Yep. And, yeah, Young Hoku, feel for him missing a game winner. It's just been a theme. I uh, I actually, I was, I loved the game. I, it was good. I mean, I'm a big James great. fan. And then I was really interested to see how they used Taysom. That was really interesting. And Michael Thomas's catches were, a couple of those were absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, on AJ Terrell as well. He was and I, I, don't, I don't think he's all the way back either. I think that's just Michael Thomas getting started. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, Ravens versus Jets. Not too much to say except Lamar. Not that really. no look pass was absolutely incredible. Just a Lamar show. It was just it Lamar. Was just Lamar. Great. Yeah, he was just carrying that team. He has to put the team on his back with all those injuries. Yep. He's showing out again. Very impressed. Well done to my boy Lamar. Commanders and Jaguars, this was a game we thought was going to be pretty mediocre, but they put on a show. Carson Wentz, as you said, in your score recap, was absolutely good. Four touchdowns. I know the two picks, but 313 passing yards. That's pretty respectable numbers right there. He had, he was responsible for all four passing touchdowns. So Carson Wentz, good performance there. Very excited to see how he does. Jahan Dotson, the rookie receiver, caught two of those touchdowns on his three catches. So very good signs in that passing attack. For the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, very mixed performance. He had a touchdown, but an interception that ended the game. So very interesting to see how Trevor bounces back on this. James Robinson had a touchdown in the rushing attack. Travis Etienne. He could have done a little better. He dropped a wide-open touchdown on the goal line. So that is something for him to work on. Christian Kirk, first game as a Jaguar. Very maligned free agency signing. He balled out, though. Six catches, 117 yards. You can't expect more from him. Zay Jones, another free agent signing. Six catches, 65 yards. So that passing attack can really come together for the Jaguars, I believe. Yeah. Strong things for weeks to come by looks for both of those. Yeah, and Trayvon Walker must not forget defense in these recaps. He was balling as well. I'm very excited to see how he does. He had a sack and an interception in his first game. The number one overall pick in this year's draft. Excellent. Uh, What was the other one? Titans, Giants. Oh, this is crazy. Yeah, we're getting to the 4 p.m. sort of late window kickoffs now. That was a good game. And the Giants, the big storyline, I reckon, was Saquon Barkley. His return from injury, 194 scrimmage yards, the most in the league across week one. And he had a few touch he had a touchdown rushing as well. He was just incredible. Absolutely loved to see the return of Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones had a decent game. He had 188 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Kind of mixed, but he did get them into the end zone towards the end. It was just great to see the Giants come back to form. And for the Titans, a lot of soul-searching to do. Ryan Tannehill, he had 266 yards and two touchdowns, led a beautiful drive down the field in the last moments of the game. But then Randy Bullock just missed that field goal. And again, another sort of storyline. It's just incredible how many kickers miss game winners this week. Cost so many of the good teams wins against all the bad teams. Rushing wise, Derek Henry, he had 82 yards on the ground on 21 carries, which is actually a pretty lowly performance for him. But it was yeah, Giants defense just did their job just containing him, I reckon. And Dontre Hillard Receiving-wise for the Titans, he had two touchdowns on 61 yards and three catches. So there you go. That's Titans-Giants, the box score for you. This uh, this game, when I watched this game back on Game Pass, 
This game was the thing that highlighted an immense frustration for me for this week and always. Is yeah. and it's fourth and one, fourth and two punts. Oh. Uh, what the fuck are some of these? I just don't understand what some of these head coaches and offensive coaches, play callers are doing where they can't trust a team, any of your teams, because I can't think out of 32 QBs out there, 32 running backs, 64 receivers, I can't see how you can't get one or two yards the way that this offensive league is structured now. I watched the Giants. I think it was second or third drive. I can't remember off the, off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. But I watched the Giants after watching Saquon Barkley smashing through that Titans line early on within those first couple of drives, in those first few possessions. They punted on fourth and one from, I think it was like their own 40, maybe closer to the 50. So you're basically midfield. Are you telling me that you don't trust Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and whoever else, Sterling Shepard, Richard James, doesn't matter who, to be able to get you one yard to get a first down on, on a fourth. Why are you fucking punting from there? Yeah. If you were, absolutely I just don't, I, Fourth and five back at your 30 or your own 20, if you've had an absolutely shit series, I understand. Right? <clears throat> but fourth and one, come on. Like, yeah. come on. This is so, It's so... And it's early in the game too. I think it was. It wasn't even. I don't think there was even a score at that point. Like, just, just run, just do it. Run the damn ball. That's what Sandra Bullock would be saying. You've got, but yeah. <laughs> we all know Daniel Jones is a runner. Uh, you know, yeah. and he's got Saquon Barkley there. Like between the two of you, you're not strong enough to get. You know, and you what your own line's not strong enough to push, push their D line and, and really get it get you through that one yard. Anyway, and quite, this is Brian Dayball we're talking about. He was one of my big rants. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? I just don't understand it. It's around the whole league. It's not just this one. Yeah. It's just, god damn, one yard yeah. punch. We'll be talking about that in just a second for our next boss five. That's yeah, sure. oh, well, yeah. So we'll see how we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different yeah. kettle of fish. All right, uh, let's get to the rest of these. So uh, Chiefs uh, absolutely came out and smacked the Cardinals. Uh, 44-21, which was a, a massive score difference uh, before about the last two, two to maybe five minutes at the end of the fourth quarter. Um, the Chargers beat the Raiders 24-19. Uh, semi-upset, I think. Some people were thinking that was going to be different. Mm. My Vikings came out and absolutely walloped the Packers 23-7. to hey. Everyone was Picking a pat Green Bay. So many of the big punters everywhere picking Green Bay. <laughs> thinking they're going to come out and do that. Uh, absolutely not. Um, Buccaneers 19 smacked the Cowboys after some big injuries, including that uh, thumb injury to Dak Prescott. And in our Monday night football game, the last one of the, the of week one, the Seahawks beat the Broncos or held on to beat the Broncos in an absolute thriller. 17 to 16, after the Broncos essentially said, We don't trust our $260 million quarterback <laughs> in Russell Wilson to get us five yards at the end of a game to get a first down, another set of downs, and be able to get closer to get uh, to kick a field goal. Instead, what we're going to do is trust our kicker to make potentially the one of the longest kicks. In NFL history of 64 yards, yeah. which he promptly missed. Not that you shouldn't say he promptly missed. It it looked like it was going in, and then it just sailed left uh, yeah. right at the last second. He certainly got the distance, and he got the height. It just went left. But yeah. what are you doing when you can't trust Russell Wilson after you've given him a massive bag of money and an extension to get you five yards when it matters the most? Because forget about Super Bowls, because if that's how you're going to play a game in week one, um, you, you're not going to get there because you obviously don't trust him. Yeah, and just to start on that game, also on the goal line, why do you give the ball off to Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams? I feel like they should have just gone with a quarterback sneak on at least one of those plays. Oh, mate, I actually think everyone's talking about the fumbles, saying, oh, you know, the Broncos fumbled but twice on the one-yard line. And it, was, it wasn't even the one-yard line, it was inches. Um, yeah. You know, 
they're saying that, but I actually think it was more about the Seahawks' defense. They stopped. It was. They stopped. Those those guys, they knew the assignment, and they absolutely uh, executed the assignment at that point, and they got those stops on, on fourth and inches. Yeah, they were great. Those were some great stops. And just also on that running back usage from the Broncos, I feel like they got it wrong completely. Javante yeah. was running straight through holes. Melvin Gordon looks a way step slower than Javante. And this isn't me being a Javante fanboy because I am, but Javante was just looking like the better player. You could just see it. And I don't understand why Melvin Gordon gets 12 carries and Javante gets seven when Javante was clearly the better running back. I feel like this is a thing the fan who Hackett needs to get in is this sort of game management. I know it's his first game, so I'm not going to go too hard, but Fourth and five, you gotta go for it there. There is no chance. I'd rather and also it's not even just I'd rather have Russ take it. It's also you took so much time off the clock. You went from like fifty-two seconds oh, to like 30, thirty seconds. seconds. If it you was get, just stupid. Go and find I don't know if you've seen it, man, Josh, but if anyone hasn't, go and go and find the clip of the Manning cast. Yeah. And watch Broncos part owner. <laughs> Peyton Manning sitting there at 50 seconds going, call a timeout here and talk about it. We're going to call a timeout. We call a timeout. Call a timeout. Yeah. Why are we calling a timeout? Why are we not calling a timeout? And when they finally called the timeout with 20 seconds to go after they had wasted 30 seconds, he actually put his hands on his head. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you can see the, the visible what the fuck in his face that they've just wasted. You can't say it on ESPN. Yeah, it was just uh, it's insane. <laughs> it was stupid. Why would you let that run down? And to the Seahawks' credit, their defense balled out, but so did oh, Geno Smith. Geno, I did not expect them to – I didn't expect Geno Smith to throw that much. I thought yeah. he's going to be game manager. There's going to be a lot of passing off here to, to Rashad Penny and, and and whoever else. They don't really – I mean, they use Travis Homer for, like, one carry. But yeah. – so that's probably telling you why he passed a lot more. But I thought I didn't think he'd be passing anywhere near that much. Um, DK Metcalf still got it, doesn't he? Like yeah, that, he's he can't. He's, I mean, I hate him too. Don't worry. <laughs> he still yeah. got it. He still got he's it. He still got it. Yeah, I mean, they had their two tight ends, just Parkinson and Disley, catch a touchdown. So he was yeah. really playing that sort of safe game manager role anyway, and he got these quick routes to everyone it was just schemed so perfectly by the seahawks offensive coordinators and just absolutely great job by the seahawks they deserve that one big time i reckon look at well we haven't looked at defense as much but seahawks defense in this game yeah you can tell how much these guys turned up to really just destroy the broncos they just wanted to just they're probably they've been waiting a long time i'd say to destroy russell wilson yeah (laughs) this is what's happened five months yeah Uh, well longer than that i'd say years for some of these boys (laughs) (laughs) um jordan brooks 10 tackles two assists cody barton eight tackles two assists and a sack um josh jones four tackles three assists michael jackson four tackles hey Um, (laughs) he Ikano Nuosu, three tackles, four assists. Like these guys, we're talking two, we're talking like double and triple on, you know, as on players here doing tackles. And come on, Jordan Brooks, 10 tackles and two assists. So it's 12 in that. You know, like that's an outstanding game. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Moving on to the other fast fives, I'll go oh, straight yeah, we to get... Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night football. It was just a terrible game, honestly, by both teams. I feel like the Buccaneers left at least 30 points on the board. They could have scored way more than 19. But Micah Parsons, he just played an absolutely great game. He he was pretty much a single-handedly the reason that the Cowboys held on to them for so long. But the offense just couldn't get moving at all. Mm. The offensive line was just poor for the Cowboys. Buccaneers defense turned up. CD couldn't get open. They had no wide receiver two to get open. It was just a complete shutdown by the Buccaneers defense. Great job by them. The only defense that conceded no touchdowns this week. Yep. And then moving on, Chiefs and the Cardinals. 
Patrick Mahomes show. Five touchdowns. This dude showed he's still got it. No Tyreek, no worries. Yeah, that's yeah, what absolutely. That's what it was. I think it's just, just that, that was just that was Mahomes and Andy Reid saying, "Why, why are you doubting us?" That's what that game was. I think. Yeah, and their running backs turned up. Yeah, Pacheco had a touchdown on the ground. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, two receiving touchdowns. Travis Kelsey led them in receiving eight catches, 121 yards and a touchdown. Very rare to see a tight end do so well in the receiving game. And as I said uh, um, earlier, the Cardinals got some late scores to make that game look a little less interesting yeah. than it actually was. Yeah, it was a double XP weekend on Call of Duty, so Kyler was not on form. <laughs> That's for sure. He was definitely grinding that Call of Duty a little too long at night. But how about your Vikings against oh. the Packers? Absolutely love this dude, Justin Jefferson. He yeah. is the best wide receiver in the league. JJ JJ started the season saying that, that he was going to be the best wide receiver in the league this year. And yeah. he went out in that game and absolutely proved that he is 100% serious of becoming the best wide receiver in football yeah. this season. But it's, that was... I, it was an outstanding game for me. Everyone again wrote off the wrote off the Vikings early, despite I the did. fact that despite the fact that everything has changed in that organization, um, it, it's completely new air. All the players are, I think, they're on a they're on a different they're on a different wavelength than they were under under the Zimmer regime. Um, it's a whole it's a whole new world. It's a it's just <laughs> it's a whole different feeling of a Vikings team. And then you look at the Packers, and whilst you've still got Aaron Rodgers, if you've got no receivers or your receivers still aren't on the same page as Aaron Rodgers is, then you're not going to to be at the heights you were. And and obviously Packers Packers start badly nearly every season. Week one yeah. and two are usually shit shows. Uh, last season was no different. So they'll be back, but I think it's it, it was prime for the for the Vikings to have a, an amazing game. Week one at home against your your strong division rival um, and come out with a win and start the season on a high, which is exactly what the Vikings needed. Yeah. Shout out to Harrison Smith. He was the first first defender to actually pick off Aaron Rodgers in the NFC North. Yes. In, in, uh, in th- I think they said, I heard on the cast, it was like 360 games or something. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, was, I think it was like three years ago. Yeah, last time it was just wow. And then shout out, is so safe. Shout yeah. out to Zadaria Smith, first sack of the season, first sack <laughs> of the season for the Vikings, and it was on Aaron Rodgers. He was the he got the first one. Um, yeah, and I did read I read afterwards that uh, in an interview um, with uh, Kevin O'Connell that when they were talking about Zadarius Smith, is they actually had to tell him to calm down before the game and play the game because he was that <laughs> hyped up. He just hyped himself to a ridiculous... And I don't understand why Aaron Rodgers was trying to block him on that one play. And Zadarius just knocks him out. It's him and, just... But him and Daniel Hunter are going to be an absolute menace this season. I can see it now. Yep. It's every team that they play. They are going to be an absolute menace. It's um, crazy, yeah. You can and, tell there's already already a big friendship going on there too. So, <laughs> yeah, and hat off, one more hat off to Kirk Cousins. Got to give the man his due. Do not sleep on him this year. He's going to yeah. be great. Absolutely. And the Chargers and the Raiders, our final game recap. Absolutely loved watching this game on seven, mate. Chargers just balled out pretty much the whole game. Yeah, and Justin Herbert was he was great. Yet again, he got all three of their touchdowns passing there. And DeAndre Carter, Gerald Everett, and Alexander Horvath were the touchdown recipients. You didn't really have Keenan Allen after his hamstring injury, but he got four catches of six, six yards before he had to go off. And Mike Williams, he had a bit of a slow game as well. Austin Eckler also had a slow game. It just showed that really they didn't rely on their big names. They didn't rely on Allen, Eckler, or Mike Williams to turn up. They relied on their low-key guys to really put the Raiders away. And then you've got Asante Samuel Jr., Bryce Callahan, and Drew Tranquil. They also got their um, 
interceptions. Free on Derek Carr there, who had two touchdowns and 295 yards. Devontae Adams, though, 10 catches, 141 yards, and one touchdown. The Packers really miss him. I mean, Christian Watson, you can't criticize a rookie. He drops a wide-open touchdown to start the game. But Devontae, he was absolutely going off that game against the Chargers defense. I'm really excited to see Devontae Adams and Derek Carr this year. Although they did lose, it was very unfortunate. But, yeah, just Devontae. He's he's a great receiver, and I'm very excited to see him this year. Excellent. All right, we're going to take a bit of a break, and then uh, we'll be back in a second with Manjot's Pastry Press Team of the Week. back everyone here's the page performer team of the week for week one very first ever page performer team of the week here we go quarterback patrick mahomes he had 360 passing yards five touchdowns and zero interceptions without tyreek hill for the first time running back saquon barkley led all nfl players with 194 scrimmage yards one touchdown and he won the game with the two-point conversion at the end to beat the titans Running back number two was DeAndre Swift. 15 attempts, 144 yards, one rushing touchdown, three catches and 31 yards. Second most scrimmage yards for the week. Wide receiver was Justin Jefferson, who went off in the whole game against the Packers. Nine catches, 184 yards and two touchdowns. What more could there be said? The second wide receiver, I had Devontae Adams. 10 catches, 141 yards and one touchdown. For wide receiver free, I've got A.J. Brown, 10 catches, 155 yards. My tight end this week, Travis Kelsey, 8 catches, 121 yards and one touchdown. He had the most receiving yards for the Chiefs. For the offensive line, I've gone with the team unit. The Chargers, they've had zero sacks allowed to a defense that had Crosby and Chandler Jones rushing the passer. On the defensive end, we've gone with another Charger. We've got Khalil Mack, three sacks on his old team, the Raiders. The other defensive end, we've got Bradley Chubb, two sacks and a forced fumble with six tackles on Monday Night Football. At defensive tackle, we've got Jeffrey Simmons, the only defensive tackle to have two or more sacks this week. He had two sacks and a forced fumble. Jordan Phillips, he had one and a half sacks and was a huge part of the Bills defensive night that won on opening night. At linebacker, we have Micah Parsons, who had two sacks and five tackles that kept the Cowboys in the game on Sunday night football. And another linebacker we have is Kamu Grugia-Hill, who led the league in tackles with 18 and helped Houston contain Jonathan Taylor for most of the afternoon. And at the very final linebacker spot, we've got Jordan Hicks, who had 14 tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, and played a huge role in the Vikings' defense against the Packers. Now, cornerback. We have Cameron Sutton, who had one interception, 5.4 pass rating allowed against a stacked Bengals wide receiver room that had Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. At the safety spots, we've got Marcus Williams, who had 12 tackles, one interception in a solid Ravens debut. The other safety spot had to go to Minka Fitzpatrick, who blocked the game-winning extra point and had a pick six against Bengals. And for the final slot on our defense, we've got cornerback Carlton Davis, who had 39.6 pass rating allowed, and he stopped CeeDee Land from having a big impact on Sunday Night Football. Now, my honorable mentions, we have Talanoa Hufunga, who had 11 tackles and one interception for the Niners at the safety role. Our wide receiver, some of the honorable mentions were Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, and Stephon Diggs. At quarterback, Justin Herbert and Josh Allen had good games with but they just couldn't make the team. Running back Jonathan Taylor still had a good afternoon. And OJ Howard at tight end caught a couple touchdowns for the Texans. Those are my honorable mentions. 
Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week with another team of the week. Well, that's it. We've come to the end of uh, our second show. It's been uh, an interesting journey so far over the last uh, week. Hopefully, me and John and I will keep plugging on forward. Uh, we've had a bit of a disjointed end to the, to the show, but um, we're getting there. Uh, we'll be back over the weekend with uh, a full... Uh, rundown on all of the week two games and there are some doozies in there so it's going to be another big one I think um, please don't forget to like subscribe and follow on all the socials you'll find us at G'day Gridiron uh, everywhere on the web uh, check out Manjot himself at Pastry Press NFL um, for some regular thoughts and fun times on Instagram and um, why not go and check out some of the other Aussie content creators out there as well while you're at it. Uh, check out the guys at Aussie NFL Fantasy for all your fantasy tips and stuff. Good on guys. Outback QB and uh, punt re- the Punt Return podcast. And now, that's uh, G'day Gridiron signing off. See you guys. <laughs>